All right, guys, episode six of the Spoken Podcast. I am here today with Dane from King Brown. How are you, man? I'm very good, mate. I'm good. Thanks <laughs> Thank you for coming on. I know you're a very busy man, so it's um, it's brilliant to have you on and have a good catch up, mate. Yeah, it's been too long, hasn't it? It has been So, yeah, I know. Terrible COVID. So, what we'll do before we start going into our yarn, we'll do our top five songs first, which I know this man has been stressing out about, as have I. So, because I just literally did it about two seconds ago. So, it's hard to narrow it down, mate. mate. It's impossible, right? If we're but, take, right I'll give you the five, and I'll tell you why. why I'll give you the reason why I chose the five. You can do if you want, or even just one if you wanted to. Okay. okay. Well, that's one. I'll give you or your number one out of the list. I, I'm, I'm not giving you a number one. Let's yeah, just, right. just put it, there's a group. <laughs> Alright, I had, obviously being a, a proud Aussie, I had, um, had to have an Aussie band, so I got In Excess, Heaven Sent, which was uh, the reason why I chose that song, is it was uh, it was made famous to me on uh, some classic old surf movies, Green and White, yeah. I think it was from memory, back when I was a kid, which That's I watched cool. religiously about a million times, and I believe the song was actually written he wrote it about Helena Christensen, okay. who I served when I worked at Brothers Nielsen when I was 15 years wow. old. So, and she was pretty hot. So yeah, I was going to say. So, it was that was my time back. Uh, what I had, I had oh, I'm going to show my age here for you. I had Young MC Fastest Rhyme. <laughs> I thought, I thought I'm going to show my age. I, oh, Dane's like late 20s, all right, yeah, guys? So, it's not too bad. <laughs> my kids are late 20s. <laughs> <laughs> so, Young MC Fastest Rhyme, I used to just sit in my room and try and spit that rhyme. Oh, that is that amazing. So, um, I, I had a crazy Sublime obsession, so I had Sublime What I Got. Sick. I was super obsessed with them. Same thing, but a lot of surf oriented videos, and I just was into the whole punk, scar, California movement when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name. Oh, it's a classic. It's a beauty. Such it's a the classic. One that no matter, no, if you're feeling tired, you want to get revved up, you've been angry, you want to do a vamp. It's like, it ticks all the boxes. It's a like, song for everything. You know, I ended up seeing it that big day out and I was up against the front of the, the barrier and it was just oh, the best thing I've ever seen. How like, good's that? Psycho. And uh, <laughs> this one's a bit left of field and I'm going to laugh about it. It was uh, Destiny's Child, Say My Name. <laughs> <laughs> I was obsessed with Beyonce when, oh, that, that's when that song came out. That's and I, remember, like, I was living with my girlfriend, now wife, and, uh, and it used to come on and I used to just drop everything and watch that I clip. Love that. And, she, and I just spent the same time. And she, she still repeats, she goes, you used to say, this chick is going to be so famous one day. Yeah. I got it right. But I, yeah, didn't, I, I did, But I didn't just know. Just a little bit. Didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so this is... You could not have summed up perfectly with that song, Why We Do This Part yeah. in this podcast. <laughs> so everyone's like, right uh, yeah, okay. So now you basically know exactly what Dane's like, which is perfect. So that sums you up. That literally Thanks. sums you up. Yeah, good way, Obviously, in a good way. <laughs> All right, cool. Mine are, I've gone a bit of a mixture here again. So I've gone, because Dane put me off. Um, I've gone The Beatles yesterday. Oh, yeah, and no, I've gone Papa Loves Mambo by Perry Combo. Oh my god! I know. See what I mean? I was doing classics. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> oh man, if I'm too sexy, to do it, no, it's not. It's not. I kept it out. I had to run it out. Um, I've gone Dakota by Stereophonics. Wow. Um, Easy by Kanye West, which is new, 
And then I've gone Strangers in the Night by Frank Sinatra. Oh, my, that's, I'm a big Frank. I said it before, I said I was Reynolds, I love Frank Sinatra, I love Severance. Well, I could just pick five Frank Sinatra songs, but I thought, I won't, I'll do that. I'll be very professional. Very diverse, I like it. Yeah, I know, that's what we are, You did say Craig David, though. I know, so I, yeah. But I would say that anybody who knows me would go, I can't believe he didn't put Craig David in there. Um, I'll be in the next one. Listen, okay, next time I come in, I want to, I want you to see this facial groovology. Oh, chin line, chin strap. I could do the chin strap. It would probably hide about my 40 chins that I've got. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So let's get into it. Easy. Let's go from younger ages, probably leaving school. Hmm. What was the career path which you chose? What did you want to go down? Mate, all I want to do, I mean, I, I graduated in 95. Uh, high school and then um, mate, all I want to do was work in the surf industry so my uncle was a designer for Quicksilver I've got an uncle who's a younger uncle who's like 12 years older and he was a designer for Quicksilver so I did my grade 10 work experience at Quicksilver and then I uh, got my first job when I was 13, 14 working at the Brothers Nielsen Surf Stores and then moved into to assistant manager roles with them and, and the likes and then f- I, when I left school I worked for the surf stores or for Brothers Nielsen for a number of years and then I got poached and became a uh, a sales rep for Rusty actually for about seven or eight years, and that was kind of my career trajectory was down that way. I just, I, I mean, this isn't the peak of the, well, the peak of the surfing, yeah, back end of the peak, I should say. So, I mean, living on the Gold Coast, mate, that yeah, was, exactly. it was like a lifestyle job. So, mate, I just want to do that. So, I worked for Rusty for a long time, and then uh, that moved to, to Japan, then got a job off in Sydney running DC Shoes down there, and then yep. did that, and then ended up moving across and doing national sales for a surf uh, streetwear company called Insight. And it's just kind of bled into multiple things. I've had an agency up here with a, with a partner. We, we, we helped launch brands like Thrills and uh, got Dickies back on the map up here yeah, and uh, did uh, a pocky eyewear. We've done full on Broken Street hats. I've done many labels and then we did a lot of consulting as well. And, yep. and that was kind of, mate, that was always the, the career trajectory. But then we all saw, I think anyone who was in the industry up here started to see a decline in the surf side of it and moving into other things. So they just... I suppose essentially opened up my horizons to looking into other aspects. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's really cool. Yeah. So am I right in saying, let's see if my stats are right? Eight or nine years you've been open, King Brown. King Brown, yeah, uh, yeah, it would be now. So it was yeah, September twenty. So we launched. We, we started the brand in twenty thirteen. Yeah, but we launched September twenty fourteen. Yeah. So yeah. So Unreal. So yeah, time's flying. Out. I know. I actually looked at that because I was like, I, I never do facts or anything for yeah, people, right? But I'm like, I actually wouldn't mind knowing when that was actually yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing. And next, so yeah, we're two years. We're ten years. So essentially, it's eight years this year. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's stoked. So I first met Dane at the Barber Expo four four years ago. Three, four years, yeah, before. Jeez, yeah. which seems very long. Yeah. Um, but it was quite funny. We had two students as the Barber Academy, which I've told this story plenty of times to any, everyone. But Dane was actually in the stall next to us. Um, and I was just like in awe of the stall going like, how cool does this look? How good is that? And he was probably thinking, do you mind shutting the fuck up? Like seriously. And I'm like, oh, can I have a look at that? Can I have a look at this? I was very new to everything in the Barber world then. Um, but yeah, it was it was a two-day event and i remember dane going oh you you should stay up here on the on the saturday night and i was like ah oh, i don't know i think i'll just drive back on the sunday and yeah i think i i rocked up on sunday and there was no one there no. and i was like looking around going 
where is everyone? I think one of the staff members was, was like, oh, did you not go out last night? And I went, no. And they said, oh, they won't be here for another hour or two. Yeah, and I remember, yeah, it was, um, I actually wasn't going to go up on the second day because of my fear of snakes, <laughs> which you found you hilarious. I know. So, yeah, Dane decided to do, again, great marketing. I'll just bring in some snakes, King Brown, obviously. Um, and get some really cool photos and stuff like that. It was amazing. That was, was cool. everyone who I really speak cool. to. Yeah, yeah. we loved. I mean, it was a, it was a yeah. It was one of the uh, I suppose the catches we said to the guys when they were organising the event. Yeah. They wanted us to come along and have a stand. I said, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do it. But as long as I can bring live snakes, and they were like, what the actual <laughs> fuck are you talking about? And I said, no, no, we're bringing in snakes. We've got a snake handler coming in, and yeah. we want people to get photos. They can come up and said so we because we kind of knew as you found out there was a. The first expo, we, we, we were a bit unsure of what the attendance would be like. So, yep. you know, if we're going to do something, let's make a bit of a scene. Absolutely. And uh, where I suppose as anyone who follows King Brown knows that we probably do things a little bit left of center sometimes. So it was one of those ones where we're like, let's do something we know no one else can emulate, Absolutely. no one else can do. It suits our brand. So yeah. like, look, we just wanted to have fun. I mean, I, I love talking shop, but I don't need to talk shit all day. It was so good. It, life, it was so, so good. I. Yeah. I I'll actually, I should get Pete to edit the photo of me in there because oh, yeah, you can yeah. just see how much I shit my pants with yeah. the snake on me. <laughs> you were oh, mate, it that, sends tingles down my spine right. thinking about it now. But um, now later, that was the most fun I've had teasing someone for a while. Just so. like that, <laughs> and I was like, nah, I need to get out of here. So yeah, it was, it was very cool. I mean, again, that opened my, I probably haven't even told you this before, but that opened my eyes up to the actual industry of barbering mm. and I was like geez how cool is this I was like yeah, this yeah. is like one of the main products which I've heard of bearing in mind I don't even cut in about six months before it yeah and I was like how cool is that now again I know I said this to you on the day but just how like open you were with me as well yeah, yeah and you yeah. were just like as if we'd known each other for years yeah, yeah, and I so. think that's you in general but it was like it was awesome because I think I could have easily got taken advantage of that day because <laughs> uh, I was just like like that like oh yeah you should come and work with us you should do this you should do that so it was awesome to have somebody like that protective kind of like ah you're right just enjoy the day mate just yeah. enjoy the day so yeah, no, it was good fun it was a good, it was a good opportunity for us also, also obviously workshop and meeting yeah. people and stuff and it was uh yeah i think it was uh hopefully we obviously everything's been stifled by the last few years with the pandemic but hopefully yeah. things open up we get the opportunity to do that sort of stuff and those workshops a bit more often, absolutely you know, so absolutely i know it's yeah it's one thing which everybody in the industry talks about yeah. we're always like we've got to do this we're going to do that it's just actually getting together and doing it so yeah. fingers crossed always fingers easier said than done yes i know exactly i mean it was only a small event right I yeah. two days <laughs> oh my goodness good times anyway all right let's get into um i know one thing we spoke about was obviously the trends in barbering how mm. it's constantly changing so What's one thing which kind of you, how do you guys even keep up with the trends? Oh, look, I think historically for us, I mean, the, the good thing about, well, the one thing that we've been fortunate, it's really, it's a bit of a catch 22, is myself and my business partner, we're not barbers. Mm. We, we came out of the, the fashion game and the marketing game. Yep. So the pro, the pro side of that for us is we're very open to influence, or to, to, I suppose, interpreting influence from overseas and what's happening. So. And because we're not in our own barbershop or our one area, we're not essentially one-eyed as to what's going on in that, that region. We, we were always looking, I mean, for example, before the pandemic hit, I think my business partner and I had personally been in, uh, personally 
and collectively between the two of us, been in 450 barbershops globally. Wow. So it was, we had a lot of intel, you know, that yeah. we take back. And don't get me wrong, I mean, you walk into one area or you go to one region, both domestically and internationally, and it's it's all about, I mean, talking years ago, it was all about a certain type of cut, or it would yep. be a slip back then, or it moved into the mullets, or moved in. And that's great, but you can't, as a brand, you can't just be that one trick pony. Exactly. You know? and, we, and we were that for a lot while, because we, we did, the brand did start slow. We, we launched purposely with an oil-based product, which was, we knew was the, the hardest product to sell and the slowest selling in the market, but it was, to us, it was the most important one to get right and to launch with, because it was a foundation product. Absolutely. So we, sort of back to the, the trend type thing, for example, we launched our, our mat um, back in 2016, I think it was, uh, sorry, 2015, 2016, I can't remember now. And, um, we launched it just off the back of looking at um, fashion blogs and fashion trends and what was happening overseas in Europe, particularly yeah, in cool. the UK. And everything was going, it was all slipbacks and side part pumps and stuff. And then suddenly it just, overnight, it just went into crops and textured haircuts. And we'd already developed down that product that we, was, we were holding it. Yeah. And then we just went, shit, you know what, go now, go now. And we, we put it out to market and we're too early. It didn't sell. It sat on the shelves for five, six months and people were still going, where's your high shine? And your high shine, we're going, Trust us, trust us, trust us, trust us. Matt's coming and they're like, you guys are off your heads. You're tripping. And then we were like, but we believed in what we're doing and, we, yeah. we, and everything. It was just, we, we just knew we hit the curb too early. So, yeah. so that's still today, that's what we do. We, we've rounded the, ran, the range out. Uh, our styling range consists of seven products now. It caters from light to heavies. It caters from, from people with thin hair to thick hair, curly hair, straight hair. I mean, it, we cross the, all the genres now. So yeah. it's... But we've also got a, I think the biggest part is adapting the product or, or educating people how they can adapt those products into the, to, to go with the new trends. Don't, we don't need to have a range. And some of our competitors do with 30 different types yeah, of products. Exactly. It's just, it, it cannibalizes each other. It confuses the consumer, it confuses mm-hmm. the barbers. We go into a lot of shops and, and some, particularly some of the shops that have a lot of products, the barbers sit there and you, you ask them a question yeah, about the product so. and their yeah. eyes roll around, they've got no idea. Absolutely. So we wanted to try and limit that as being an, an issue with our brand. So, so yeah, so that's what we kind of do. So now we, we, we work, I suppose, a bit more closely with uh, distributors and our, and our ambassadors um, to gauge where the trends are going and then how we then communicate that. And we need, we, we, we're getting better at it. Yep. We're not, definitely not the best in the market at it, but we're trying to get better at it and making sure that we translate the, these, these trends and opportunities and how, we, how King Brown, like, obviously uh, relates to that sort of stuff too, you know, because as... We discussed prior to the podcast being switched on as we're seeing a, a shift now. I am personally, I'm seeing a massive shift back to classics. Yep. You know, so, and this is, I love it because this is what, it, what we established the I brand know, exactly. on. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, that's what I was actually going to say. I was thinking about it in the car on the way here this morning. I'm like, isn't it funny? Like literally all of your products mm. suit where the market's going. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I thought, how cool is that? That you have products which can do that as well. Yeah, because, totally. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, it's something so hard for us, as I was saying, in education, because it's like we've constantly got to be like, oh no, that's not that's not in style now. No, this, no, this. No, no, no. But we've also got to teach stuff like, for example, in the hairdressing, we teach perming, and yeah. it's like every salon's going, we don't perm anymore, and I'm like, you, you will, will next year. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's it's pretty funny how it happens. Yeah. Um, it's awesome for the industry. I yeah. Oh, look, we we look at like I said with the backgrounds that Dan and I have, we look at hair as it should be, it's part of fashion. Absolutely. People tell you that camo's in or or cargo's in or out, it's never in or out, it's always in. It just happens to be slightly more popular or less popular season to season and everything's cyclical, you know? 
And it's one of those ones. I mean, we we knew that the the whole classic slip back side part pomp thing was going to die when every single little kid was in the barbershop getting it done. And we went, okay, yeah. The, the cooler cats don't want it anymore. And the similar things are happening as we, we discussed with with mullets. And then, I mean, it's they, they don't go away. They're not uncool. But yeah, exactly. It's, you've got to reinvent things, or you've got to, or, or, or you've got to see them phase in and out slightly before they can then have the opportunity to be reinvented and, and just refound. You know, yeah. it's something that's old is new to new, the new generation you know so <laughs> it is like, it's so funny that's why music's this is a classic thing when you start exactly. with music mate there's, that's old shit but then to yeah. some young kid that's just this absolute new goal exactly you know, like, they're so. just like it's quite funny what makes me giggle again completely off topic but when they bring out these remixes and stuff yeah. like we were talking about the wiggles yeah and it's like the, the younger generation are like oh my god that's sick and I'm like you should hear the original yeah, the original is amazing, amazing. Right. I'm like well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. My kids have been playing that Cold Heart yeah. remix that, that on John on it. It's that's a great song. But my God, it's just been flogged to death by my, yeah. my nine and eleven year old kids. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sick to death of it. I love that. Yeah. That's superb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Goals for King Brown and goals for Dane. Mate, well, we are. Uh, the last couple of years, we're like everyone. We it was really we went in the pandemic. I suppose a little bit. I just. Not really knowing where it was going to go and what's what happened. Twenty twenty was a fun year, as you know. It was like, oh wow, what's this thing going on? Lots yep. of downtime, holidays, and and we 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 put as as most companies did. I think we put a lot of development and and, uh, and any growth plans on hold. But you know, let's just we'll ride it out, see what happens. Twenty twenty one was probably a tougher year again, again for for most people. And uh, obviously, it's getting a bit long in the tooth. This whole pandemic lockdown thing, can't travel and stuff because we, we were travelling a lot for work and everything. So. That was a big part of our strategy was grow domestically and then grow internationally as yeah, well. Cool. The good thing though has been for the brand is that as Australia was the being shining light of, uh, of hope yeah. and then we turned out to be not so flash, the rest of the world went through all the shit and then started to open up. So we're opening up uh, some good territories overseas. We've just signed deals with South Korea, Vietnam, some new distribution out of Canada and everything. So that is our, our, our long-term goal has always been to to get a concise range um, in the hairstyling category, then grow out out, which was, we've sort of established that now. We've got products in the works now to move into other categories, and then, yeah. but then uh, in doing that, then it creates us. We're more of an asset to our distrib- distribution partners, both to our our business and business like B two B and B two C customers as well. You know, yeah. so that's been the plan. So we really um, uh, have probably taken advantage of the pandemic to work on back end now. Yeah. And develop these new products, develop back end marketing, work on customer service um, uh, initiatives, and, and I suppose strategies to make the brand more of an asset. If, the more of an asset we can make the brand, the better it is for everyone. Yeah, know? exactly. Hopefully, we all make money. So, so that's all happening, and there's some, some really cool stuff in the works, which I'm super excited about. I can't give details on everything, but it, it's some really cool, some collabs and some new product categories and different things, and then um, and then look, I, my my. My personal goal is I'm really going to get just way, I want to get way more hands on again. I yes, guess sick. The last two years have been like just yeah. too complacent, you know, just too too lazy. <laughs> so, and I know, but at the same time, I took advantage. It was really quite high quality family time for me, you know, and then after a lot of work, because um, I, yeah, we, we started King Brown on the smell of an oily rag. I went on the, the rock and roll for the first time ever in my life with a, yep. a two year old and a newborn baby and did the old, asked my wife, said, look, did the old trust me? and it's got to work Love out. That. I know. So it was, uh, it was a pretty rough sort of couple of years getting it up and running, but it, yeah. But you know, it's it's all the hard work sort of paid off. So 
So that's the plan, mate. I just want to get deep and dirty and hands on and yeah, get out there it. and just really promote the brand and and and, and utilize the assets we've, we've built and then also grow a bigger bigger following around the world. You know, people need to know who we are. Yeah, I absolutely. get I get complacent that oh, everyone knows social media, everyone knows who we are. I know they don't. It's <laughs> isn't it crazy? It's crazy. It's get, crazy. I was listening to a podcast this morning on the way here with somebody saying that. And it's like you get, you see so many people get like worked up about like oh did they see this did they see that oh am I getting out to people am I getting out to people and they're like yeah there's eight billion people in this world if you seriously are getting upset about that yeah yeah no, you're we, doing the wrong thing so yeah no no that's like I said we we need to be back on the road domestically yeah. internationally all of it you know like it's just and, and we've had to be cautious even when things open up and it's from a business perspective like. I can't, it's not worth my while to drive around and see shops when three quarters of them are closed Absolutely. and the other quarter of them are open. I've got capacity rules and yep. stuff, you know, you've got to go with masks and, and the customers are uncomfortable because you're talking about it by nature of talking about barbers, you're talking in the mirror and you're standing behind the customer. Yep. It's quite awkward. Absolutely. So we really have to be, you've got to be cautious and, and, and courteous to people's businesses and, and, and their customers as well. So it's, some people probably looked at it as, oh, well, I haven't seen them for ages, but sometimes they more. I know, yeah, it's a bit tricky. It's very tricky. So. Well, we go through the same thing. Obviously, one of the things when I first mentioned to you, us going out to these barbershops and trying to get apprentices, mm. and it's like, we went through the same thing. We finally felt like we were like nailing something down, and then, yeah. I don't know, we're at capacity, or yeah. mate, I'm flat out, or there's only one of us today, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, So, yeah. which is heaps of fun. It's part of the course, unfortunately, dealing with barbers, because a lot of them are under apprentice. Exactly. And the last thing, that we would ever want to do is take away their earnings yeah. by, by, by either taking their time up or, or pissing off customers. Absolutely. Uh, where our job's actually to do the absolute opposite. Yeah. So is it to educate and help them understand that King Brown, first and foremost, the, the, the cutting of the hair is, is what their business is about and that's what gets the customers. And King Brown's just uh, an add-on, that's a bonus, you know, that's the, that's the, the extra 20, 30% that you get because you're, you're offering that service and that, that finishing off that, that service with the customer by, by, by recommending them the, 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 the best product, whether, yeah. whether it's our brand or another, I'm not going to say either or, but it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's part of your duty as a, as a, as a barber, you know, finishing that service and offering Absolutely. the best product. They look shit hot for the next two or three weeks or yep. until they come back and see you and then, you know, and then they can, then you, that gives you, gives you something to talk about too. What'd you think of that product? How did it react with your hair? What do you reckon? That, then there's always a peripheral product sprays and powders and stuff yep. that can always come around as an additional add-on sort of stuff down the, down the track too, you know? So yeah, it's, um, like I said, we're, we're there to make money and help educate people. Absolutely. Make them more money and hopefully paying their rents or something, you know? It's something well, something the, that greases their pocket a little bit more. And 100%. Stuff. I mean, I, I remember talking to you about this many, many years ago about how hairdressers are so good at it. Amazing. Like and I'm just like that. If Barbarin did that, yeah. I'm like we would not have any drama. So yeah, yeah hopefully, again, like you, you said, it's the educating them and whatnot. I think, I think as a guy, to be honest, we were that we were all stunned when we found out that this is what women's women's hairdressing been doing for years. We wonder why our we question why our wives were going to spend three or four hundred bucks yeah. and they're coming back with a bit of a buzz on because they've had yeah. three champagnes and they've been gone for four hours. And you're like, yep. what's going on? And then, 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 then the male equivalent or the barbershop equivalent, I should say, not male, is, is you go on, you get your beer, you pay your 30, 50, 40 bucks, whatever yep. it is, and, and that's you get that little pampering service. But the part but the, where we do fall down barring is that they, they just sometimes feel like they don't want to sell. Yeah. Like it's not selling. I know. It's just part of the service. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they say no to you, it's all to the product. They're not rejecting you, they're rejecting the 
the product, and it's probably more of a personal thing. Yeah. You probably can't afford it. Yeah. They might have a cupboard full of it. Who knows? Like, you don't know. I mean, if you don't ask, you don't get. Exactly. So that's that's all. As much, I think it's pretty easy for me to say sometimes, though, because I come from a sales background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I completely understand it, because we, when we deal with, with barbers and hairdressers, we're dealing essentially with creatives. Mm. And that's, so we, we don't have all the stuff or the creativity, but it's just about educating and, 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 and helping them. And, the same, and I tell the, the guys, and not even the bosses, I go, hey, hey, next time you want to hit up your boss, why don't you tell them, hey, I've, I've, I've got sales 20%. And that's exactly right. That, this is all the payoff. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, can't argue with figures. You Absolutely. can't argue with, 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 with dollars and cents. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, if, you're, if you're doing the same number of cuts, this year as you've done last year yeah. you haven't upped your sales unfortunately <laughs> I know. no one's really making any more money if exactly. anything, if anything your boss is probably losing more money because his overhead's probably going up so yep um, but I'm, we're trying to keep these to 30 minutes now to make them more kind of interactive and interesting and then yeah get them out to people my last question what would you change actually I've got two questions right yeah. sorry what would you change or what would you go back and change, I suppose, over the last eight years that you've had King Brown? Yep. Is there anything that stands out? And then is there anything that you would like to see change in the future for barbering, the industry? Uh, as far as any that we, I'd like to change that we've done, um, I'd probably suppose that just being low on resources, because we're obviously, a, same thing, we're a family business, you know, yep. a software business partner, we were, we're, we're, we're product development, we're marketing, we're, um, with pick pack where everything and obviously the business is growing we employ people now which is a different story but it's essentially it's still when it comes to marketing product development and everything it's something we handle internally I probably personally I just hung on to that just yeah. panicking about letting it go absolutely and when I really I had some good people around me that could have helped and I I, I probably dropped the ball a little bit and just trying to handle too much yeah Whereas I, I, I probably would have done better had I went delegated a few things and yeah. it would have cost us more money, but it would have been the result probably would have been better at the end of the day because I would have been able to go, okay, well, you know what, <clears throat> rather than me spending two weeks obsessing about this marketing initiative, yeah. I could be out the road seeing people. And Absolutely. Out, you know, selling products and that and helping people in, in store. And, but that's it. We, we're like, I, I think you're going to learn from your mistakes. And Absolutely. I don't, I don't regret any of that stuff, but it, I definitely think I got so hyper-protective of the brand and yeah. not wanting to look. <laughs> so. This is the thing with that, right? But do you think you would lose people if you said, all right, so oh, for sure. Like, okay, yeah. so we, I mean, you know, like people love dealing with the, with the owner, people exactly. love dealing with the boss, and, and that's sort of, and we never let that go, but I definitely there was, I had feedback from people, like from people in, like in marketing and stuff, and I'm like, maybe we should do this and that, and I'm like, nah, that's yeah. not us, and we're not doing that, and no, 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 no. And some of it was 100% the right decision and some of it was possibly not. Just because I, I had a bit of burnout, that was yeah. it. You know? It was literally, I was just sitting there, I was going, I, I don't want to post Instagram, mm-hmm. I don't want to see anything, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, you just, you, you literally get burnout. Yes. Yeah. When, you, when you live and breathe it all day every day, and like I said, and starting it from, from not much and, and, and obviously with the, with the help of Dan, that was because he, he basically got finance that yeah. I could sort of came in from more the idea side of it, but same thing is we find enough money to make some tins we didn't have enough money to be paying I know, I love so it. it's like 
You would have loved it. As far as changing the industry, look, I, I think the industry is, is is really solid. I think we've, we've got a. I think people need to be more open to what's happening and, and both trend wise and skill set wise. And I look at it and look at what you guys are doing. And all I see going forward is if you don't know how to use uh, scissors. All right, do start dealing with some longer hair. If you don't know how to start doing color, if you don't know how to start doing some some services outside what's been the norm, yep. I really do think your business is going to be limited. I mean, and that's and, and, and that's not to say that that's a bad thing because it's demographic based and everything as well. But I think uh, anyone in the metro area, anyone really wanting to really expand their business is going to have to do that, you know. And I think people are going to lose this ego. At the end of the day, we sell hair products, we cut hair, we're not saving lives. Make yeah. you look good and feel really good. Yeah. Really good so they get out and try to look up. But that's about it, right? I mean, yeah. And I think some people take themselves way too seriously. And the, the brands, some of the brands need to get original too. Like the same, like the, the likes of, of some of the, the, the original brands that are out there who do exactly what they do really, really well. And then just get copycat brands. And I yeah. just think it's pathetic. You know? Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's stupid. I mean, if you really, any worth any any grain of salt as far as a brand then you should be able to stand on your own two legs exactly. and your own and stuff without having to mimic anyone else's things yep but as I say flattery is the uh, I know so exactly the limitations of the performance form of flattery so it's like whatever. well that, that's something which I mean has happened to us as well and it's hmm. I didn't take it well. I don't yeah. take stuff like that <laughs> well. And it, yeah, I know. It's oh, like, I'm like what the? and then it's funny because you just get one other person who goes, ah, that's, that's sweet. Like, yeah. it's not the same level, nothing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's pretty funny, like what you were saying there about you and Dan. I'm like, do you ever like sit back in the house or something and go, holy shit, my product is literally all over the world? No, it's the, yeah, we do. The moment for me that really kind of tripped me out, and it was, this is going to sound really bad, but I was in Amsterdam. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I, I wonder good. why it tripped you out. I was feeling pretty good. <laughs> and I walked past a barbershop at like 12 at night, and yeah. there was a King Man logo. Oh, that's so sick. And I was off of the fairies, and, and I, yeah, I just thought that was the best thing that I'd ever I like seen that. in my life. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like phenomenal. I'm on the other side of the world. And, my only like, bummer was I didn't have my wife and my kids, so they just sort of commented. Yeah. Probably they shouldn't have been there at that point. Yeah, I was going to say, you may have been a little bit more sober yeah, than me. Yeah, no, yeah, but definitely, look, I mean, you, we drive along, and, and, it's, and I talk to a lot of friends and, and, and people, and, 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 and I meet people, and as you do, what do you do for work? Oh, yeah. I have a hair product company, it's cute. Oh, yeah, I see it everywhere. Yeah. That's, it's a cool feeling. Don't want to get complacent by that. That's, 100%. This, that to me is just a building block. Yeah. We, we just keep going. I mean, we want, we want. King Man, King Man should just roll off the tongue like when you, when you refer to speedos and yeah. stuff, you know, like, and it's just, that's what it is, it's just, it's, we want to be that product for everyone. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, that's know. really cool. Not, we don't want to segregate, you know, we want to incorporate and get money, don't care your gender, your, your yeah. orientation, like your age, you got, you got the hair and you want to look good, and exactly. that's what we want to make sure, we will hope that we can gain it for you, you know, so. Yeah, it's like I said, hopefully you guys are excited with this new stuff we're going to come out this year. Absolutely. We've got, three, we've got three projects coming out this year, which is big for us. We normally have one every 
12 months. Yep. So three in one year is quite a big deal for us. <laughs> Busy point. Busy I love point. it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. No, that's superb. I reckon we should definitely end on that because that's, yeah. that's superb. So, mate, thank you again for being here. No I know you're flat yeah, out. Good. So, no, it's perfect. Thank you for listening, guys. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Legend, mate. See what I mean? You can just get yapping for ages. Oh, the Tonya, right? It's not. Tonya's going to that quick, I mean, this stuff. I was like...